about where, again, it's, a, it's such an incredible reminder of where the healing comes from and to be witness to how amazing God can work in situations. This is Dr. Chad Hawk, and I am with Matt Dowd, and we are Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for your life. Today, we're continuing to explore the Created to be Healthy series, part of our three-part series on Created to be Healthy, Created to be Wealthy, and Created to be Wise. We're getting to Wise shortly, aren't we, Matt? I, hopefully. <laughs> Matt's like, can we hurry up and get to Wise? <laughs> but yes, but no. this, this is uh, Not our today. last... Well, we have a kind of a transition topic with our next week's guest. Um, so today um, we have Dr. Mark Howater, who is a chiropractor. He practices in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, Mark and I have known each other for a long time now, 23 years, four, something like that, Yeah, a while. 96. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have... Um, traveled around the world together several times, done some trips to Africa and Central America, and many times of just sitting around and talking. So today, Mark, um, when I gave you a call and said, hey, would you mind uh, being on our podcast? Because you've got a unique perspective. You've been in practice 20 some years now. And um, I would like, when I said this to you, I said, would you talk about created to be healthy? What was your first impression? What was your first thought? Wow, great question. Um, I, I kind of started to default into what I usually would do. If somebody says, we're going to talk about creating something, I'm curious, well, what is our definition of creating and what's our definition of health to make sure that we're talking about the same thing? I know that you and I are talking about the same thing. Um, but if somebody says you're created to be healthy, we have to start with a couple of foundations of like, number one, you're created, which automatically starts with the premise of we're, we're not in the realm of evolutionists and we start with a creator and we're mm -hmm. created in a certain way for a certain reason, for a certain purpose. So if we're created to be healthy, there's got to be a reason why we are created in such a way. So now my mind's just been going for about the last 24 hours. And then I like to interview people too, to kind of flush that out. So I've been interviewing patients this morning. I interviewed both of my daughters last night just to find out what is it to be healthy? What does it look like to be healthy? Hmm. And there's quite a variety of, of uh, answers that I wind up getting back. So you know, I, I've, my initial impression is I've got my ideas about about what about those things are but i'm curious if that's just going to come out in our conversation or well uh let me ask you this what do you think the number one response just an opinion what do you think the number one response would be if you surveyed a bunch of americans and asked them are you created to be healthy well I, the, the the question that i was asking is what is it to be healthy and you know what the number one answer is among most people is Yes, not I do. sick, not sick, not sick. Well, I'm not sick. So I must be healthy. I'm, and so I was going through that yeah. conversation with my daughters last night. I was like, well, if you're just not ugly, does that make you pretty? Mm -mm. Or if you're just not poor, does that make you rich? 
So it, it just that not having a lack doesn't make you positive either. So I'd say that's probably the most common answer. Okay. Um, yep. uh, I agree with that. Uh, what were your patients' comments? Since you did a little survey, let's hear what they said. Uh, similar, but yeah, I've, I've kind of prefaced them a little bit too. So I sit down on my very first interview when I just first meet patients in my office and I'll ask them some of these questions. So, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, my, I'll tell them what my goals are with them and how they, I want them to be better advocates for themselves and how I want them to be able to um, have this pursuit. But we have to make sure our definitions are the same. Otherwise, we're going to end up missing each other pretty badly. So if they come in with one intention and I have another and we don't come to a common ground on that, one of us is going to be very frustrated. So I lay out the four principles of chiropractic and just say, I want to make sure we're talking about the same thing here. But in my, in my limited short definition of health, really is only two words. Um, it's adaptability and pursuit. Hmm. Adaptability is just your body's ability to navigate a constantly changing environment. and and varieties of stressors that you encounter through your life, whether it's physical, chemical, emotional, social, you know, wealth, whatever, uh, financial. Yep. Um, but it's also a pursuit. Health is not something that you default to. It's something that you, it should be something that you're pursuing and enjoying and something that you're going after. It's not something that you do by. Um, like passively? Yeah, passive. You can't be passive. Yeah. So when, if people have the um, idea or they hold the notion that they can be created healthy, what difference do you think that makes in the way they approach life? If they accept that assumption, if they're willing to go with that idea, what do you think changes in their trajectory and how they live their life? Well, I think that from my from my background in Christianity, that that changes a lot of things because I've done a lot of coaching with men, um, doing uh, men's retreats and and men's ministry over the course of time, and having just that fundamental premise of who I'm designed to be as a human and as a person changes my changes my trajectory altogether. Yep. Because if I have the default, like I think you've talked about on some of your podcasts already is if I have the premise that my body's made to be broken or I'm somehow a random chance event, you know, that's been in, in process over millions of years is different than created for out of love and an intentionality to be great and wonderful and to have this wonderful relationship with the Lord. That changes things. It changes your relationships. It changes your view of health. I'm not made to be broken. I'm not made to be worthless. I have value as an individual. I have a reason to be here. I'm designed with a specific purpose in mind. And that changes things. Sure does. How I reach for things, how I, you know, posture myself against adversity, my relationships around me, everything. So if somebody comes to you and they say, okay, um, Dr. Mark, you say I'm supposed to be healthy. Um, what does it mean when I get sick? or I hurt, or things don't seem to go right? That's a good question, too, because it's a very, <laughs> low, it's a very loaded question. It is. Um, but, it does, but it does happen all the time. I mean, you've talked about a temporary state, right? I, and it's no different than, you know, trying to gain wealth or trying to gain health. Um, 
watching the stock market over the course of time, you're going to see little dips and you're going to see rises over the course of time. But if you look back, there's been gains over the course of time. Same thing with health. If somebody's trying to lose weight, it doesn't mean you're always in a state of losing weight. If you're on a, you know, everybody has a down day or everybody has up days as well too. But um, I think that if you have an accumulation of, of positive trajectory over time, you're going to get the results you're looking for. So most people though, I have to ask the question though, what has your life been like up until the time that you got healthy? Just recently, like just look in the rearview mirror, just briefly, right? How have you yep. been eating? How have you been, you know, how have you been um, nourishing yourself? How, have you, how active have you been? Have you been overstressed at work? What have your relationships been like? Have you been drinking plenty of water? Just those types of things. And for me in my office, I talk a lot about offense and defense. So offense are the healthy uh, behaviors and, and habits that you're continually pursuing. And the defense are, what, how, are you, how are you positioning yourself or protecting yourself against adverse things? Most people in terms of the adverse things this time of year are saying, well, you know, I, I wash my hands all the time and I, yeah, I continually use hand sanitizer. So, you know, I must, you know, I must be healthy. So to answer your question, it's, it's, it goes into the interview process of finding out. I want people to have an opportunity to take a responsibility for it. It's not yeah. random chance that you're feeling this way. Right. right. Because if you're able to take a, a, some a responsibility in the situation, then you also have a responsibility of something you can do for yourself then to improve and to get better. It's a mindset. You know, when you just said the word responsibility, that made me think of how we can, if we choose to, put responsibility back on God for us to be healthy. We don't, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people miss is God makes a promise to us. You know, I, I want you to be well. I want you to be free. I don't want you to live under those stressors and burdens. And yet sometimes we try and exogenously from the outside in, we try and solve all our problems when all, a lot of times all, a lot of our sickness or our disease, our dis-ease is coming from the outside in and inside out, how we approach things. Agreed. Yeah. Matt, I've been stealing this conversation. Do you have any thoughts that you, you're like... No, I'm <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just taking things in, taking, like being the casual yeah. bystander. Yeah. Well, Mark, um, since you and I have a little different perspective, having traveled around the world, how do you think that different cultures or societies, or do different cultures or societies, take a different approach to their understanding of what health or wellness is? I think that I think that classically with our travels. Um, that there, there's two kind of great divides that I think that, uh, that I've at least been aware of. Number one is just the reliance on the creator of being, of, of participating in this thing called life alongside of a creator that loves us. And I've, I've found just in travels that, especially in, in areas of, of greater poverty and greater hardships and in the societies where there is more of a lack of resources, there's a greater reliance on the creator for just the day to day. So when they have this ongoing day to day partnership for food and the, just the day to day resources, that's a, that makes a big difference because it's not a, I, you know, I put my boots on, I, I put the food on the table 
I, I provide for my family is a very different relationship or a very different mindset than thanks be to God for what he's given me this day. That's a very big difference. Yeah. And, and then it's just after that, it's, it's kind of a lack of resources or just a lack of education into what does that really look like? What do healthy habits look like? What is clean living even look like? And that's a, that's a very teachable thing, but they've already got such a heads, a heads and shoulders above us with their foundational view of, of what it is to be healthy and well, generally speaking, than what so, we even have here in the U S because U S kind of thinks, well, I've got money. So, and you know, I'm not sick, so I must be healthy. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. How many times, I mean, did you ever see that look of doubt when you're caring for somebody? Let's just pick on Ghana for a moment. Okay. When we were there um, and we would tell them they're going to heal. You never saw a lack of faith in that. Never. And some people came in in horrible conditions. Correct. You know, in ambulances and stretchers or carried in in blankets from their family for they've had to hike through the jungle for miles to get there. Or we had to go visit them because they couldn't leave their home or they're yeah. infirmed in some, some way. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you tell them you can heal and they don't look at you like, yeah, whatever. Can you show me a double blind randomized controlled clinical trial, <laughs> you know, to back that up? They're like, okay, let's get this going. Right. Yeah. And then think about it, Mark, how often did they heal? Right. I mean, well, but, the, but I think too, there's, there's, I think the awareness that, that healing is a process too. And while, somebody may get up out of a wheelchair and walk, which is a big deal, which we have seen. And we've seen blind people see and deaf people hear again and incredible healing. We've been witness to those things that have, that have happened through us. Obviously I, I can't take credit for that. You can't take credit for that. That's a, that's a God sized healing there. Exactly. Um, but what about the people who, had a limp in their step when they came in and they just walked out better. They are praising God all the day long yep. for anything that improves, not, not the, just the big ones. Absolutely. That's a, that's a big deal too. Well, all, all of me isn't healed immediately. So this must've been a big fail. They see it as everything is an opportunity to praise God. Well, that's, that's a big truth. That's the truth that um, the level of faith and gratitude those two, how they go hand in hand with the people that we serve in very deprived areas um, yeah. is truly remarkable. I think of Camper and Giza in Uganda when we were there caring for the, the imprisoned children. Uh -huh. You remember the joy in their lives? And here they are, they're little kids and they're in prison, horrible conditions. And they had so much joy. I mean, wow. Wow. Well, there, it's, it's a, it's such a, it's such a flip, you know, to think that we're somehow coming to Uganda or we're going to Ghana or to Guatemala or whatever. And we have something to offer and we wind up learning so much from them in the process yeah. about where, again, it's, a, it's such an incredible reminder of where the healing comes from and to be witness to how amazing God can work in situations. Sometimes, seemingly hopeless but 
to be able to count the blessings in all of those things. Yeah. 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 I've got a, I've got a question for you, Mark. Um, <clears throat> in your view, do you see a correlation between forgiveness and healing? And if so, you know, what is that correlation? Well, that's a good question. I, because I, I've had this conversation before with, particularly with men's ministry, you know, with, with people carry stuff around a long time and they talk about forgiveness is, you know, lack of forgiveness is almost like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Um, and so the question is who is forgiveness for? Right. Is it for the giver or for the receiver and a lack of forgiveness that I provide to you or to a member of my family or somebody who has hurt me in some way, you know, how, how can I, how can I have a lack of forgiveness in my heart and, and forget and expect to be whole or to even not receive the forgiveness that, you know, that is, is, is freely given to me. I think there's a huge correlation in that. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I mean, I would agree. That's, That's cool. But I think too, you know, what, what is the, what, what is the process that takes place in somebody's heart when forgiveness is given or granted? Mm. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a, a ball that just starts rolling that will continue to grow over the course of time. It's hard to understand like the fullness of what forgiveness can actually translate into over the course of time even because just not carrying around that burden of unforgiveness is such a heavy load that so many will bear. I mean, how can you be in a state of healing, but also be in a state of regret and unworthiness and despair at the same time? I mean, right. you, contradiction can't, can't exist. Yeah. You know, at the same or at time. least it keeps you stuck, right? Cause one party is trying to move forward and the other is being held back. Correct. Hmm. So when we talk about healing on the emotional level or spiritual level, um, can you think of any circumstances in practice where you've seen people be really encumbered with physical problems and then they have an emotional breakthrough and all of a sudden the physical problems tend to just vanish or go away? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, I had had a new patient last week that had, had given up on doctors had given up on the prescriptions that she'd been taking for years. She had been pretty mangled with some surgeries, you know, and when somebody like one of the greatest things that, that that even us as providers, if that's what we want to call ourselves, just caregivers, it's just to, it's just to try to help someone change their mind about their station right? Like instead of feeling like damaged goods and just being in a state of just brokenness, feeling like there's no way to get out and I have nowhere to go. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And literally laying on your back is the only posture that you can adopt because it's the only way that you can see up because you can't go any further down in your life. And that was kind of this woman. Hmm. I mean, she'd had a pretty rough past with, you know, molestation and even rape. Um, she'd had car wrecks for her physical 
which then caused her when she when she caused her physical to struggle only makes her more frustrated with herself it affected her relationships she lost her job she it was a pretty pretty rough state and just in, in that situation i found just for me like just the amount of just encouragement that yes an adjustment is very important of course the physical trying to connect the physical and the and the emotional together but sometimes a hug goes a really long way mm. and sometimes just in, in encouragement and and helping someone just to see a different level of hope that they didn't have when they came into the office goes a long way and when they start to believe that the kind of you know whether that's faith alone or whether that's just the belief that they have maybe something might actually start to shift and to change and i can get out of this stuck situation you can see it in their face yeah their eyes are different and, the, and when the eyes change usually the physical will start to change along with it when it's not glazed over with despair and agony and pain and defeat and when it starts to change with a little bit of a glimmer of hope then the physical will usually start to follow well that's exactly what i think uh one of our jobs, I think, as people who who have faith is, is to allow show people it's okay to believe that things can be better. And if you do believe that you are created to be healthy or wise, then you're no longer, an, especially wise, when we get into wisdom, I can't wait for that. Yeah. You know, people, our self-talk and a lot of, especially like social media and other things, tends to bring people down or, or even our, our mass media. You know, it's not real bold, encouraging messages that we get. And even in how people go through and they read their scripture, you can read it with a bad mindset and be depressed. Hmm. I've seen people do it. It's like they'll harp on the, the one bad sentence out of 30 great verses in a row that's referring to some Philistine in you know, wherever in the Middle East, you know, 5,000 years ago, and they associate themselves with that negative experience. Right. Breaking that chain of believing a lie is very important. And I think a lot of people believe the lie that they are doomed and they don't have hope. I agree. Yeah. But, you know, the, I mean, the question is, though, I mean, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step and you know, eating, eating the elephant one bite at a time. I mean, how do you, how do you go from that kind of a, of a, of a mindset to something that is, you know, moving in the positive direction? And most people classically is break, are going to break into one of two categories, right? You have seen this, obviously people are either running away from something or they're running towards something. So Absolutely. either, either I look at my posture and I don't want to be like grandpa so I, I'm, I'm going to sit up straight because I don't want to look like that. Or I have all these family members who are dying of heart disease and I don't want to end up like that. So they want to make their lifestyle changes now. Or I just want to be the best ver version of myself that I can be. I want to pursue life to its fullest. It's a very different mindset, but it can still be a very similar outcome. Because at the end of the day, like, are you more healthy because of these decisions, regardless of what you're motivation is yeah. yeah yeah well um mark i appreciate you sharing what you've been able to share with us today is there anything that you would like to, if first off people would like to get a hold of you or contact you what are some ways they can do that 
Well, I'd like to say I'm very active on social media. Um, you're not. But I, I am on Instagram, um, on Facebook, and um, our website is is a is a is another way to get a hold of us at chiropracticexperience.com. Um, but on Facebook, Chiropractic Experience or Mark Hellwater, um, either one of those. And we should clarify, your last name is spelled not the way we say it. <laughs> right. It's M-A-R-K-H-O-W-A-R-T-E-R. -E yep. There's an extra R dropped in there. Kind of uh, like ho water, ho H2O, except there's a little extra in there. <laughs> yeah, a little extra R. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, any final thoughts you'd like to share with us about Created to be Healthy? No, I think it's a it's it's a it's such a fundamental foundational conversation that I think at some point everybody needs to have. Yeah. Right? What is your what is your premise for where does health even come from? Because how do you pursue anything without a, at least somewhat of a roadmap? And sometimes it takes a few questions to be able to determine where, you know, what your motivators are and what you're moving toward or what you're moving away from and what is your intended outcome? So if I start this journey, what is, what is my expectation? You know, there are limitations. And just because I start the journey doesn't mean that I'm ever even going to get there. But that's where the faith comes in as well, too, is to say that even if my, my body, which is now broken and bent and, and struggling here, um, even, even if that's not made right before I pass, my faith is going to then say I have an eternal body that's never going to break. It's never going to fail me. It's going to be this glorified body that I get to enjoy running on streets of gold forever with the father. Right. I think that starting with the premise of to be created healthy is to realize that we actually do have a heaven on earth right here, right now. And we were intended for greatness. We were intended to enjoy even the things of heaven here on earth we're in, it, here to enjoy the kingdom here on earth right now it's the it's the yet to be right here kingdom that we're supposed to be in right now too we're created to enjoy that right now as well so um i hope that through you guys's podcast that you have here and you're stimulating some of these conversations and stirring them through wealth and through wisdom and through health that um people would think a little bit differently and and begin with the end in mind and realizing that it's not just about the destination. It's about the journey itself. Yeah. It's about the day to day. It's about the reaching deeper than you found. It's relying on God deeper than you have before. So that Thank you can you, enjoy a kind of, you can enjoy a, kind, a level of, of wholeness that you didn't even know was even on the menu when you began. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely the case. Yeah. And speaking of things being on the menu, <laughs> yeah. Shenandoah Joe Coffee. We got to plug our sponsor for just a moment. They're amazing coffee that uh, you can order through our website. Go to therenegadeatlas.com. Go to our sponsors page and you can order some there. You can also find shenandoahjoe.com online and you can order some. Ask for the Renegade Roast. I know you'll love it. Um, Mark, thank you so much for being part of our podcast and uh, uh, look forward to seeing you soon, brother. Good job.